welcome to the Pitbull Patty Show. I'm your host, Patty Stuckler. We're keeping it real here with straight talk and sharing true stories that will inspire you to change your life. Are you ready for this? Because here we go. For years, I've been really fascinated with the subconscious mind. I don't know why, just always have been. And uh, so I thought it would be great to talk today about that amazing part uh, of our brains with two leading psychotherapists. They've developed an incredible new technique using energy psychology and the subconscious mind. They'll also talk about why traditional therapy doesn't work. So welcome, Kara Hewitt and Tracy Zaboral. Hi there. Welcome. <laughs> How are y'all doing today? <laughs> Good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first I want to just start off with asking you, like, why traditional therapy doesn't work? Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, you going to take that, Tracy? <laughs> well, sure. So, so we have both been, um, look, I've been in the field since the 80s, and I was trained in traditional talk therapy. And I had a private practice, um, and like I said, I've been doing this for decades. And over the course of time, about you know, 20, 25 years into this, I started getting really frustrated. I kind of started feeling like there just has to be a better, easier way to get my clients you know, through their issues. Um, and so I kind of just started looking into different modalities. I met a like-minded soul in my in my uh, fellow business partner here, Kara, and we just we journeyed down a path. But you know, first to start out with why why does not work? You know, the pitfalls are basically what what I was frustrated with is I felt like it was an extremely painful process. You know, you kind of drag people back through the idea in talk therapy as you you bring up the prior issues that are causing problems, so prior traumas, um, prior relationships, relationships, you know, with your father, with your mother, with, you know, throughout your lifetime that have caused problems, and you analyze them. You, you, you talk about them, and you identify the feelings, and you process the feelings as they're being displayed, and it's this really drawn-out process. In the process, you are kind of being re-traumatized. It would be really painful. Um, and for those of you out there listening who have been through this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It can be incredibly time-consuming, um, and it can also be very expensive. So that was the frustration I was feeling. And then to jump forward, Kara and I met at a hypnotherapy conference. And Kara, you can pick up. Um, yeah, I would just, just I'll say, you know, as well, I've been in the field for decades as well. And, and it... it, it not so much. We don't want therapists to start thinking that oh well, they're you know throwing therapy um, out the window and they're not understanding it. It it does have uh, traditional talk therapy has its merits. Certainly, Tracy and I were able to help clients for years um, with traditional talk therapy. That's how both of us were trained, and that's the majority of the field of psychotherapy. Um, you you know utilizes that that modality. Um, Tracy and I just understand now that we have a real, real thorough understanding of how the subconscious mind works and how we process and store memory with that knowing and that knowledge and that, that, uh, experience of working with people in that arena, we've come full circle of understanding how, uh, how important that kind of 
therapy really, really is. And oh. we, and having understand, having understood that, we have, we have come to the conclusion that in fact, talk therapy for us is no longer an option. We, we do not practice that any longer. Well, it seems to me that, um, I, like I know people who have gone to therapy for years and you, I mean like literally 30 years and they seem like the same person today that they were 30 years ago. They don't seem to have a lot of growth. So to me, it seems like, and as a lay person, I feel like it's one of those things where I don't understand why you can't, a person can't go to therapy and really just like dig into the weeds of, you know, their childhood, what happened, bad things that happened, whatever, that were painful, but deal with them, look at them, you know, kind of like from, from afar and, and decipher, okay, what I was responsible for, what I was not responsible for. Like say somebody who was, you know, molested. Like Dr. Phil always says uh, a line that I really like. He says something like, you are uh, 100% not responsible for what somebody did to you. Like say you were molested for what somebody else did, but you're 100% responsible for what you do after the fact. Like what, you know, what you do with your life afterward. You're you're gonna, you know, so that to me, I don't understand why like traditional talk therapy isn't better at like, okay, let's talk it all out, but then let's, let's put it, to bed, let's put it in a box and be, you know, and move on and have the rest of your life to do, you know what I mean? Well, you know, uh, that in theory is how it is supposed to work, but talk therapy is so subjective. I mean, we came to find out, Patty, when we started really looking into what are other options, what are different modalities that we can use? We were, we were really excited and thrilled to find out that there's been a ton of new, you know, breakthroughs in the fields of brain science, neuroscience, and it has to do with us, us having a better understanding of really how memories are stored and processed. And they're stored in the subconscious mind. And they're stored in the form of energy. And once, once you have the, that, the, that bit of knowledge, it's like, okay, well, then why don't we just go directly to where those memories are stored, meet them in their energetic form, and then, thankfully, when Kara and I started um, research, you know, looking into this, there were already energetic, energetic exercises that were out there to assist us in then reshaping how they're, how they're stored, so that they're actually stored looking different. And what happens is you don't lose the memory. So, so we're working specifically with the memories in the subconscious, whereas in talk therapy, we were dealing with the conscious mind. So now we're going to the subconscious, meeting that memory in the same context of how it's stored, and we can kind of scramble its energetic, its energetic, the way it's stored. And in essence, you can kind of clear it out then. And it's more scientific. It's not so subjective. You know, some people just, the more we bring it up, the more they get into their own head. You know, you might be somebody who, because of the nature of your personality, you would go to therapy and you would listen to that, you know, to the situation of, okay, you know what, I'm not responsible for that. And it would really be healing and you'd be able to move on. Other people, you bring it up and they almost get more, they get very caught up in it, almost um, as in a way to allow them to just now they're starting to ruminate. They're no, they're not processing it. They're ruminating it. They're owning it. It's becoming like their identity is this tragedy that happened to them. Um, what, and both of us, 
And both of us saw that um, in our clients through the years. And, and we just didn't know any differently. You know, as clinicians, we did not know that there were other things out there that allowed for um, the processing of these emotionally charged negative past experiences. And so having, having um, you know, been trained in these other modalities, we, we came to this understanding that, yeah, we, that in fact, talk therapy as we were trained, um, actually can trigger in a way that was negative for people. So that that's kind of our um, w- how we come to this under this building this um, this online therapeutic techniques that we have yeah. done, and that's how that's how we have come to write a book, and that's how we've understood this because we wanted to get this message out that there are other ways to look at, at therapy and other ways to heal. Um, that are- so what happened, basically, in essence, is we had a real aha moment, which was, oh, my God, have us therapists been dealing with the wrong part of the mind? This is so much quicker. Working with the subconscious is so much quicker. It's less painful. It's less expensive. And so, like Kara said, after really, you know, we came up with a sequence that just made sense to us. And then we practiced it with our clients. You know, we would just, we practiced it and, and tried to come up with what's the best angle. And we came up with a sequence and we were having such great results. Kara was like, we got to reach, we got to reach more people, you know, rather than one-on-one in our offices. Like, how can we really, you know, get this out there? And really, this is, this is a healing. This could, this could like revolutionize the future of therapy. So we, so that's when, you know, it was Kara's idea. Let's put this online. So then we, you know, tried that. We get, we, you know, we, we produced these videos, we put them online and then we tested it. And sure enough, we're having great, Great results that way as well. People can do it in the privacy of their own home. That We direct them. So it's a directive. It's like we put them through these energetic exercises that we were referring to. And, um, you know, we're, we're just really excited about it. Because imagine being in the field since the 80s and now in the last couple of years coming up with something that feels so much more effective and more, I guess I almost want to say humane. <laughs> people back through the crap, you know? Yeah. Well, so does it, so does your technique kind of take the whole, um, so sounds like it kind of takes the, the energy of those memories or those memories that store, that is, that are stored as energy and you've developed a technique that's, you know, helps people kind of work through those or release that energy or create new energy or how does that work kind of in a nutshell? It's a release that that uh, that is that it takes place um, through the alpha brainwave state, which is a slowed down brainwave state. So we're right now in the beta um, brainwave state, just slowing down brainwave states. And and these are these. This is just terminology. I mean, some people would 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 say, well, that's where you go when you're in meditation. But but the truth is that when you slow down your brainwave state state um, to the alpha. Um, brainwave stage, which is about seven to 12 hertz, that you are actually very, very focused, very concentrated. And when you're in that brainwave state, you are open to suggestibility. And that's when that's, you know, terms that, you know, people understand hypnosis and where you go when you are, you're undergoing hypnosis, that this is that same brainwave state. And so when you're in that brainwave state, um, that's where this this release or this like tr- 
Tracy mentioned scrambling up of that memory and how it's processed can happen. And when you're able to dissociate from the emotion that's attached to that memory, then you're able to release it and be able to look at it from another perspective. And when that happens, that's when the true um, healing can take place. And, and Patty, that's, we do call it the clearing. That's the clearing session. So when you said, well, what exactly happens? Um, to Kara's point, after you go through that exercise, you've cleared out, um, you've, you've cleared out the, like the, you know, the accumulated intense, the intensity of the emotions that have been accumulated over a lifetime of experiences. And we clear that out. And once we clear that out, we, our sequence is such that the first session, we educate you exactly how this works so that you're kind of, you know, bought in, so to say, you're like, okay, that makes sense to you. You're more apt to really embrace it. So we educate you. Then the second session is what Kara just described. We, we clear out, we do the clearing of um, the emotional buildup of negativity. In the third session, what we do is, which preps you for, for the next session that so the last session, we implant, we um, program positivity. So where we've cleared out all that negativity, we then want to fill it with new positive winning scenarios. So we, so we have exercises that do that. And in the middle of all that, we kind of get you in touch with your, what we call your core. It's also known as the super conscious. Some people call it your soul. It's the part of you that's the real authentic, you know, you in your most authentic, purest form before you had any disappointments or life's failures or societal norms or, you know, um, cultural, you know, teachings got in the way. And that gets you to, that empowers people to listen to their inner voice. So, you know, we do a clearing, we empower, and then we reprogram. So it sounds like, um, like I, I, I just talked to a lady recently uh, about yoga and she talks about kind of, um, she did a lot of work with, you know, um, in all different countries and, and yoga as a state of mind, as opposed to yoga as an exercise, mm-hmm. um, you know, this kind of sense of uh, true self, your highest self, basically, it kind of sounds like that, like, well, and it also kind of sounds like if you, you know, when a baby is born, a baby is born and they're a clean slate and they're like, they're, they don't have any negative emotions attached to anything. They don't have any negative experiences, if, you know, as you're born into the world. So it kind of yeah. sounds like you're kind of getting people, once you go through all the crap mm-hmm. and then you get them to yeah. a clean slate and then, then do you take them from there and kind of work on a paradigm shift to you know, use their subconscious mind in a positive way. Absolutely. Well, like Kara said, once you slow down the brainwave state and you're right there, right at the, at the cusp of the subconscious mind, um, there, it's, your mind is very open to suggestibility. And it actually doesn't know whether what it's experiencing is real or not. So we put you then in these very winning scenarios. Whatever it is you kind of want to manifest into your life. So let's say you want to, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're imagining um, being in, you know, your dream job. You're imagining, you know, going and having to do a, a presentation and you nail it. You know, you do a great job or you're imagining that you're, um, you know, you're in the perfect relationship. So we put you in those scenarios and we have you really experience it and, and then we kind of set it. 
Um, and, and we we do that by using um, language of the subconscious, which are the senses. So we use a touch, we use a mantra, so speaking, and we use a visual. So we have you look at a symbol, and we use a scent. So we are bringing in um, tools, and that's kind of what our our um, our our sequence here is a little different in that we are utilizing these tools to to speak to the subconscious mind and when we do that we are actually imprinting these remembering you know you you're you're charging your mind to oh yes i remember what this feels like and so um it's kind of like the law of attraction on steroids mm-hmm. It, it does sound like like the law of attraction and and also even I was thinking about like people who go into um, addiction therapy and rehab and things and then they teach them uh, affirmations yeah. uh, to say affirmations it kind of sounds like you've kind of developed a technique that actually taps into a lot of different things yeah I know myself I um, if I what I like to do is visualize if uh, like almost like in a meditative state like in the morning unless I go fall back asleep that's always <laughs> that's always the risk I'll be laying in bed and I'll be kind of trying to meditate and then sometimes I'll just fall right back to sleep <laughs> but if I can stay awake long enough um, I will think about like what it is I'm trying to accomplish what I'm doing and then I close my you know have my eyes closed and I think about well what do I see? What do, what do I, you know, I've never thought about like, what do I smell or that kind of thing, which actually that sounds really interesting, but I like to think about, okay, what do I see? And like literally try to describe exact in, in a lot of detail where yeah. I'm going and what I'm doing. Is that kind of also? Maddie, you're doing it. What you're doing right there in that kind of a visualization, because you're in that meditative state, which is, which is the alpha brainwave state that Kara was referring to. You're not in, we, we, you know, we don't get you into some hypnotic state where you're not sure where you go. We get you into a brainwave state that basically is like, you know, when you're really zoned out, you're really into a TV show or a movie and you're mm-hmm. kind of, you're, you're in it. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the alpha brainwave state. So that's the same brainwave state you're in in the morning when you're doing this little meditative thing and you're picturing that you are creating that because the subconscious is is grasping it. It's very creative. It's open to suggestibility. And and it is a way of your mind then um, bringing that to you. And when we were referring to the, so the, like, so for instance, with the smell, when you get to the exact optimal feeling of being in that scenario that you're describing, we have you smell a scent. So like we recommend peppermint oil because peppermint stimulates the hippocampus, which happens to be where memory and recall are. And, you know, it's really funny. I mean, Kara laughs at me. I carry my little peppermint oil around. If we're, if we're going into something and I'm getting a little nervous, I, I get it out and I sniff it. You know, I mean, it's really <laughs> we'll go into something. I'm sniffing my peppermint oil and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm ready. <laughs> the subconscious mind has been programmed then to know exactly what that represents because it's the language that it understands. So it represents me at my highest potential, you know, me going in with confidence and with, you know, finding the right words. And that's, that's what I've programmed into my subconscious. So um, it works. It also sounds like um, music when you hear a song and yeah. all of a sudden it takes you back to a moment in time, you know, and you remember exactly where you were, what you were wearing, what you were doing, who you are with. Yeah. Do, do you use music in any way? Like you were talking about senses and the smell? 
Well, what I wanted to point out is that the fact that that does take you back to the memory, it shows you that that's how the memory was stored. The subconscious mind picks up the senses. So it's stored in the form of what, um, what, what you were hearing, what was going on at the time. You know, maybe a certain perfume or a cologne brings back, you know, makes you think of your mom's perfume or something. That's, that's the reason. So, so no, we actually don't use music. It's for the opposite reason that you just identified. Yes, indeed, that's how it's stored. But Kara, tell them about, we do use binaural beats. Tell her about. Yeah, so um, utilizing and our, and, and when we recorded this, we made sure that we had something known as binaural beats, and that would be the right and left hemisphere of the brain um, simultaneously um, um, being stimulated being stimulated and that helps in the processing that's that's not our discovery that's more of a neuroscientific so that's going on in the background of all the sessions is there is music and there's um binaural stimulation that that's how the subconscious processes so if you think of binaural stimulation you know like have you ever heard patty of the art when you're sleeping the during the rem mm-hmm sleeping REM, it's rapid eye movement. That's a natural discharge that we all do in our sleep. What it does is it's processing and discharging. Mm-hmm. So this binaural beat thing that Kara's talking about, that's what that is, the binaural stimulation. And um, I just touched on a little bit to give you an idea. That's one of the energy exercises is we have you go back and forth, back and forth while you're retelling a bad memory. That's like an example of an energy exercise, just to give you a little feel for like what we're talking about. Well, it's it's super fascinating because I I feel like that's um sounds like a a much better way of kind of still diving into all the crap of people's past because everybody has their baggage, whatever their bad things that have happened to them, bad situations and things that maybe they haven't really had closure. I hate that word, but still some, they haven't gone moved past They're They're, they're wearing it all the time. Um, so, uh, this sounds like a really cool technique that you've developed a series of things that you've developed that people can, can utilize. And then I really like that you've not just done that, but that you've also made it to where people can grow from there and learn how to really kind of utilize their subconscious mind in a really positive way and kind of take control, use that power that we all have. And I think a lot of times people don't even realize the the gold mine that that's within themselves. Oh my God, you hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. We're really trying to empower people as therapists. It's so frustrating. So many people have gotten in, used to the role of just kind of coming in and hoping you'll tell them what to do. And that's, that's never was really intended to be the role of therapy. We're trying to empower people to figure out what's the right journey for them. And give them tools so that they can move on in their life, you know, not just now, but forever and not have to go see a, a therapist every week to try and figure it out on their own. It's about, it's about going with it and, and finding their own answers. Well, how can people find you? Because I think this is such good stuff. I think you guys have really created something really positive, really cool, and it could really help people. So how, if somebody wanted to try your techniques, how do they find you? Go ahead, Karen. You can go to soulhappy.com, S-O-U-L-happy.com, and um, everything's on there. We've, we've got this very extensive website, and we can anybody can, can go on there and check us out. We also have a book we've written. On uh, the Soul Happy book. It's called the Soul Happy Technique, by the way, this technique that we've been referring to. It's the Soul Happy Technique. 
The book is called The Soul Happy Book. It's on Amazon. And the name of the company is Soul Happy. And like Kara said, you can find us at soulhappy.com. Well, it is so exciting. I think this is a really interesting topic, a fascinating topic. And I like that you, I even like the title, Soul Happy. That's just people need to kind of get back to, you know, the basics of their soul and really learn how to be happy. So I think it's all good stuff. And I I just really want to thank you for, for coming on. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us and giving us a chance to help us get this message out there. We appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. So uh, this wraps up this episode. I want to thank Kara and Tracy so much. Check out what they're doing. It's really good stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.